Hi everyone, Randy Dietrich, and my mission is to add value to others. I believe in the power of the human spirit. My goal is to encourage you to pursue all your dreams with all your imagination. And thank you for listening. If you enjoyed today's talk, please share with a friend. Add value to the world. today's episode, guys. It's called Never Putting Up with a Bad Attitude. You know, I talk about John Maxwell quite a bit, and he says this about attitudes. He goes, never underestimate the power of your attitude. It is the advanced man of our true selves. Its roots are inward, but its fruits are outward. It's our best friend, or it's our worst enemy. It's more honest and more consistent than our words. It has an outward look based upon past experiences. It's the thing that draws people to us or repels people from us. It's never content until it's expressed. It's the librarian of our past. It's the speaker of our present and the prophet of our future. So there it is. John Maxwell on attitude. And I love that. I love the part where he says attitude is a thing that draws people to us or repels them from us. Have you ever noticed that when a happy person enters the room, the room feels better? Everyone feels it. Everyone's feeling your attitude all the time, right? When a miserable person enters the room, well, let's just say the room was better off without them in it, right? The room feels better when they leave. We all feel each other's attitude all the time. And you know, when I was 12 to 14 years old in that range, there were times I would choose a bad attitude. And I say choose because no one has ever forced me to feel anything. It was always my choice all the time. Whether whether I was aware of it or not, it was always my choice. So you can picture it. Here I am. I'm in a mood. And my mom, she would just start sniffing the air. She'd go, do you smell that? I don't smell anything, mom. Man, it's really stinking up this room. Like, I, I don't, I got nothing over here. She goes, well, it's, it's coming from your side of the room. Like, I don't smell it. She goes, oh, you know what it is? It's your attitude. And after a while, (laughs) good stuff, right? After a while, if I had a bad attitude, all my mom had to do is just (laughs) sniff the air. And she spoke volumes to me. And all of a sudden, I would correct my attitude. You see, bad attitudes stink for everyone who has to endure them. My mom would tell me, she'd go, Randy, I'm not going to put up with your bad attitude because I don't want your future wife to have to put up with it one day. Wow. What advice to a 14-year-old, right? Today, my wife, Tiff, she thanks my mom. A person with a bad attitude makes everyone sick while in their presence. When they leave, we all feel better, don't we? You know, a while back, I was with someone, and they were in a mood. They were complaining. They had a bad attitude. And it it lasted for about like 15, 20 minutes. And after about 20 minutes, I had enough. And I looked at them and said, hey, would you mind? Uh, I I, I don't want to endure your bad attitude anymore. They looked at me shocked. They're like, what did you say? I go, yeah, that's right. I I don't have to endure it anymore. So you can either leave and go somewhere else with your bad attitude or change it right now. They they, they couldn't believe it. I go, yeah, I I just don't want to be around it. You see, my mom taught me long ago to never endure someone's bad attitude. She didn't endure mine, so I ain't going to endure yours. I told them it's easy to have a good attitude when you're feeling good. It's easy to have a good attitude when all is going well, but it takes real strength and fortitude to choose a good attitude when you don't feel like it. 
You see, I believe the difference between people lies in their will. It's having a strong will. It's the settled mindset. It's having the will strong enough to never allow anything or anyone to give us a bad attitude. You see, strong-willed people, they never accept the gift of a bad attitude. They just don't take it. To be an overachiever, we got to be an overbeliever in ourselves. We got to believe that we can overcome anything and that nothing's going to affect my attitude. The weak-willed people of the world, you see, they allow situations to control their attitude. The weak-willed people, they allow other people to control their attitude. The weak-willed ones out there, they let their feelings control their attitude. There is no excuse for a bad attitude. You know why? Because we all face similar challenges in this life. We all pass through failure on the way to success. Problems and opportunities, well, they're one and the same. It's the same thing. What matters, though, is your attitude. Never make someone endure a bad attitude. Scott Hamilton, he's got a quote on this. He says, the only disability in life is a bad attitude. God, I love that. Bad attitudes can happen at work, by the way. <laughs> Have you ever had to endure a coworker with a bad attitude? <laughs> I laugh because I think we've all had that at some point, right? You know, at Blue Ridge, I tell everyone, if you have a bad attitude, don't come to work. We don't want to endure it. I think a bad attitude is worse than a bad cold. Both are contagious and no one wants to catch it. <laughs> I've already sent people home because of a bad attitude. And you know, the number one reason that I've dismissed people from Blue Ridge is a bad attitude. You see, I, you can teach anything, anybody, anything, anyone. You can, teach, you can teach anything you want, but I can't change their attitude. Only they can do that. So if they got a bad attitude and we talk about it and they don't change it, well, there's nowhere else to go. I just don't want anyone at Blue Ridge to ever have to endure a coworker with a smelly attitude because they just stink. At work, people develop a bad attitude if they compare themselves to others. Have you ever seen it? One coworker is comparing their position, their situation to another coworker. <laughs> I want people at Blue Ridge that are too busy working on their own grass to even notice that their coworker's grass is greener. Attitude. It has the power to move our life forward or it can take it down. All this talk on attitude, it reminded me of a story my mom told me when I was a kid. She goes, Randy, one time there was, it was Thanksgiving and the grandparents were over at this family's house and, and they were doing Thanksgiving dinner together. And the grandparents were enjoying dinner with the grandchildren and their children were there and they're just having a great time. And, and after dinner, you know, everyone's cleaning up and the grandfather went into the living room to take a nap. And he's one of those grandpappies that got the big handlebar mustache. So there he lies in the, in the lounge chair, the lazy boy, and he's fast asleep, snoring away. And the grandchildren thought, let's have some fun with grandpappy. So they snuck into the kitchen. They talked to their grandmother and said, do you, do you, have, do you have any more of that Limburger cheese? You have the stinky cheese that we had? And the grandmother says, sure, you want some? And they kind of giggle and go, yeah, we would love to have some. So she gives it to them and they, they don't eat it. They snuck out into the living room where grandpappy was laying. And while he was sleeping, they... They smeared it in his mustache. So there he lies with Limburger cheese in his mustache. 30 minutes later, Grandpappy wakes up. <sighs> wow, this room stinks. My gosh, <laughs> this room really smells bad. Walks into the kitchen. <sighs> wow, well, this, this kitchen stinks. 
goes out to the sunroom. Man, even this sunroom stinks. <laughs> he opens the doors to get a fresh breath, a big fresh breath of air, takes a deep breath. The whole world stinks. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Everywhere we go, we are smelling our attitude. You can't get away from it. So make sure wherever you go, you are bringing an attitude that smells good for everyone around you. I love y'all. Hope this added value to your life. I'm grateful for it. You're there. I'm grateful that you allow me to write these presentations and give them to you each week. It means so much to me. Thank you for making my life great. Very funny story, Limburger cheese. Right, it is funny, isn't it? Right. <laughs> that's that's probably from like the eighties. I heard that so long ago. Definitely funny. Yeah. Uh, not big cheese guy, not a Limburger cheese guy. Right, I will right. Say that. Um, no, so I feel like a lot of, especially where I'm at now in my life. So, and I'm trying to relate it there, like I always do. The attitude aspect. And I feel like it's always a, it's an evolving conversation that we have because we'll talk about something and then for a while we won't bring it up. And now mm -hmm. we're talking about the attitude thing. And, and for some reason, I always go back to not letting the negative on the outside get on the inside mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. that's going to overall, well, I'm answering my own question. That shouldn't determine your attitude or outlook on something. But in most times I feel that it does not, not necessarily myself, but other people out there that are living life and somehow just the weight of the world or whatever it would be, that aspect is weighting heavy, causing them to have a bad attitude, look at the world in a negative way. And I always ask the question, how do you not do that? And the answer is always the same, mm -hmm. but it's still something that happens all the time. So mm -hmm. maybe not how do we go about getting a better attitude towards things? What can people do? to just have a more positive outlook on life. Cause mm -hmm. I feel like the overall answer is like, yeah, just turn it off. Sure. But then you're completely shut off from the world. So like, what do you, what can someone do to just have that sliver of positivity that could potentially change their outlook on, on a negative situation and somehow find the positive or the good in something that could be a bad situation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I really think it has a lot to do with never taking anything personally. Because a lot of times when you think of, of why you got a bad attitude, something happened and you go, I can't believe this happened to me. Or I can't believe you did this. I can't believe. And there's always some element of that. Nothing that anyone ever does has anything to do with anyone except themselves. And everything that you do has only everything to do with you. Because I can't control a word you say with anything you think, whatever you do. So whatever you do, whatever you're doing, Ralph, only has to do with you. Nothing to do with me. Even if I walked up to you and slapped you in the face, your response is still your response. It's, I don't control that. And just like if I slapped you, did that have anything to do with you? Mm -hmm. No. It had anything to do with me. And, and attitudes, if we remember this, a good attitude won't allow you to do anything in life. It doesn't. A good attitude doesn't allow anything to get done. But it'll allow every single thing you do to do it better. That's, oh, that's interesting. A good attitude won't let you get anything done in life, but it will... That Say that again. It'll allow everything you do to be better. Everything. But it, you can have a good attitude at home laying on the couch. I see. You know what I mean? Just doing nothing with your life. 
Yeah, don't confuse. But, but it, Denzel right, don't, talks, but don't confuse movement with progress. Yeah, don't confuse attitude yeah. with initiative. It takes initiative. It takes it takes mm. setting yourself out there, taking a chance, taking a risk. You know, being vulnerable in this world to be successful. But if you're vulnerable and you're taking chances, you're and you're out there hustling every day and you're doing it with a bad attitude, it's like having a handicap. It's like carrying a weight on your shoulders. So a good attitude and a bad attitude, it doesn't really make you do anything. It's but it'll make everything better. And I, I would say attitudes are always rooted in taking things personally. It really is. I've learned in life, nothing, anyone that has ever done anything has anything to do with Randy, nothing. And I've, I've been attacked on levels that are just like crazy. I've had to go through like, you know, lawsuits and suing the township and, you know, fighting for our existence. And in doing this, I'm thinking, wow, these people that are coming at me and trying to destroy everything that I'm creating, does it really have anything to do with me? No, they're living in their world. They're playing their games. They're, they're basically the lead actor in their movie of their life. And I'm the lead actor in my life and their movies clash with my movie. So their movie says to come after Randy and try to destroy Randy. Well, I'm not going to let their ugly movie impact my joyful movie. It's not going to make my movie ugly. It has nothing to do with me. They can play their, they can do their thing. I'm going to stand up for myself and do what I need to do, but I'm never going to allow their ugliness to make me ugly ever because it has nothing to do with me. Hmm. And ultimately when you, if you think about this, Every single thing that you worried about, you may have had a bad attitude. Think back a year ago. Can you remember your attitude from a year ago today? Uh, no, no one can. So therefore, does, it, does any of it matter? Not even a little. Your attitude only matters in the moment you're in right now. And that's it. Because that's all you can control. Because think, think back about what you're worrying about a year ago. No one can remember that. Yeah, I don't even. No. I could say, like, what? what? Right. Wow. Did you have a good attitude a year ago? I hope so. Right. I hope so. You don't even remember. <laughs> right. So you might as well choose a good one in the moment. That's all we got because it'll make this moment a better moment than a bad attitude. But it's, it's funny, isn't it? Yeah. No, it's, yeah. So, it's such most, a funny way to look it is. at it. Most things in life that we worry about really mean nothing in the end. There's, you know, my mom would say this. If you can take action and fix it, do it. If not, forget about it. But there's worrying no one has ever said, wow, how did you accomplish this, Ralph? How did you build the podcast room and turn it into a successful business? You go, well, man, I worried every night. I lay in bed and just worry all night long. And oh my God, it works so good. No mm. one's ever said that. I see. You know what I mean? No one, it, worrying is the worst tactic to success. So taking action is like a way to, to do it. Is no, that taking action will undo. Um, taking action will put you in a good attitude. I believe that. Taking action and being initiative. It's very hard to be purpose-driven, action-oriented in a bad attitude. Mm. Because when you're taking action, you're believing in yourself because you're taking action. Those people that do nothing, they really don't believe that they can do it. That's why they don't do it. I see. But the moment you step out and you're going, you're basically saying, I have confidence in myself. This is why I'm taking action. So therefore, the good attitude comes upon you. Mm, interesting. It opens up another question then, for me at least, right? And because I've came to the realization, right? Because if it was that to me, if it was that simple, I would have started a business when I was twenty years old, or nineteen, or eighteen, or seventeen, or whenever. Just because it would have been, that answer would have been so obvious. It's clearly not that obvious to people because if it was so right. obvious, not necessarily start a business, but just in general to take control, to have the good attitude to do it, it's clearly not that obvious to people. I feel like there's a realization point where something. I don't know. Like for me to start the business, it took a lot of making other people's dreams in Hollywood come true to make me realize like, dude, if I keep doing this, I'm never going to, 
build my studio and, and do what I have to do media wise. It took me to have to come to that realization after, you know, working 18 hour days on a film set, under, not understanding why my script wasn't getting written. And the reason why was because I was working on a set for 18 hours a day, not writing my script. Like, and it's very easy to say it now in retrospect, but not knowing that at the time, like, did you, Randy Dietrich, have a moment that you remember where it was like, oh, holy crap, like not necessarily solving the problem, but your realization of if I just do something like this, I can essentially wipe out the negativity or get the worry out of my way just by doing it this way. So a lot of this roots back to my mom, Ralph. Growing up with my mom, I remember saying to my mom um, when I was like 14 years old, 15 years old, saying, when I'm older, I'm going to buy a house. And she'd say, why don't you do it now? I'm like, what do you mean now? She goes, there's no rule stopping you. There's nothing stopping you from buying a house right now. And she would actually go and get those, you know, those house magazines, mm -hmm. you know, all the house for sale. And she'd put them in my room and go, go, go house shopping at night. The, the, the whole time frame of what people think of this, then this, then this, then this is not reality. There, there are people out there that have bought houses at age 14 years old. We, I mean, Taylor Swift. Yeah. Right. There's no rules. All the rules are imposed upon us inside of our head. We call them outliers though, right? Like sure, this. but you, we're all born outliers. The odds of your existence is like next to nothing. So everyone's an outlier. But the problem is people don't, they, they don't have the, uh, the umph, the, the confidence to pursue their purpose in life. So what then they, they do is they find someone else to help them pursue their purpose. And then they're doing that for so long and they get, they get good at it. And then they, they think, well, my time has passed now. Then that's the next trap. My opportunity has passed. I'm also just do this until I retire. And then once I retire, then I'll do what I want to do. But then that's a trap too, because the average retirement is like eight years and then they die. And it's, it's such a trap. Anything that you ever want to do, the time to do it is right now. Right now. There is no tomorrow. Because when tomorrow comes, it's today. The only time is now. Because if we wait, if we wait for this and then I was having this discussion with a guy this past week. He's telling me, well, once this happens, that happens, this happens, this happens, then I'll do that. I go, you're never going to do it. You're never, I promise you, you'll never do it. He goes, no, I, I'm going to do it. I promise, I'm going to do it. I go, you'll, ne you'll never do it unless you do it right now. You're never going to do it. There's no, any, every, you're going to find a way, you're going to find an excuse. Yeah. And you'll find an excuse in two years from now, three years from now, five years from now. You'll find a way, you'll find an excuse. The time to do it is right now. If you're going to do it, do it today. It's that same my mom would say, get on a stay on the do it now program. Do it now. And that, that's something where like we, you just said it like, well, why is it that, you know, you, you, it took me all these years to gain the insight to go, wow, I can do this. Yeah. You could have done it back then. But the thing is experience will give you confidence. I think that's what it is, it right? Is, People right. lack the confidence. I clearly, mm -hmm. I lacked the confidence until it was like, I'm over this. Mm -hmm. And it's the confidence and also some know-how, you know, but I, you know, I say you can, you can lower the curve of learning by just downloading books to your phone. Yeah. Every single bit of knowledge the world has to offer is in our pockets right at this moment, everything. And it's all there for the taking. But most people, what they do is they, they won't listen to it. They'll listen to music and stuff like that. But if you start downloading books to your phone, all of a sudden what happens is the, 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 the person that's prepared in this life for the opportunities, they can seize the opportunities. And if you're, if you're pre-listening the books and you're pouring the stuff in your head and an opportunity comes along and you happen to listen to a book two years ago that prepared you for this opportunity now, boom, you can seize the moment. But if the opportunity comes and you don't have that knowledge in your head, well, the opportunity passes you because it's too late. Mm. When opportunity comes, it's too late to prepare for the opportunity. It's just that simple. I see what you're saying. So this is why like now learning and knowledge, you should just never stop learning. Never. 
you know, but. But by doing that, you're gaining, I see, and I can, so I wanted to tie that into the attitude by learning and not, and having the knowledge and understanding it. Ultimately, I just feel like it's inevitable that you're going to have a good attitude because you just, Absolutely. You just know, you're like you're just, exactly. You're just right. prepared. You're not showing right. up like empty handed. Exactly. It's, you have something to bring to the table yep. and there's that feeling you get. I don't know. For me, I know it's an ego thing and that's something Feels I'm good. working on, but it's like, yeah. Dude, I know what the hell I'm talking oh, about. Yeah, no, I know it's what awesome. we're doing here. I know what this is. I know we can do that. Oh my gosh, let's do this to make it look like this. So we can make it like, th- and it just goes. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes I just go and people are like, hold on a second. Mm-hmm. How'd you see that? And I'm like, oh, I'm just. I'm prepared. I'm, and then that's, uh, I guess I never looked at it that way. Mm-hmm. Cause that's just kind of like where my head goes. It starts mm-hmm. from here. It's like, you know, this is where it can go. So let's mm-hmm. just do it here and go that way. Mm-hmm. But ultimately mm-hmm. having, just being prepared. So people out there that have a bad attitude towards things, maybe it's. I don't know. Like, cause I was like that for a very long time. I'd wake up and I'd be like, I know I'm doing the thing I love doing, but why do I feel pissed off about it? And it was because I wasn't doing what I should be doing. I liked doing it, but it wasn't because of what I was, should be doing. Mm-hmm. And that realization happened. Like I always, I use that to relate working 18 hours on a film set. It's like, I know I'm supposed to be doing this cause I do have joy in this, but I'm not excited about this. Why isn't it? Well, it's because of the things that I should be doing, the writing, mm-hmm. the, the directing are put on hold. Cause I'm making everybody and their mom's dreams come true mm-hmm, for a paycheck. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, well, that's crazy. Funny how those things coincide. And then I, that coming to that realization got me to start. Well, if I'm thinking this way, other people can think this way. Why should I not do that? And why not take a chance mm-hmm. on myself ultimately improving the attitude? Mm-hmm. So it's just cool. It's cool hearing it mm-hmm, like that mm-hmm. from that perspective of like, yeah, this is what you do. And once you know, when you're prepared, like mm-hmm. that'll ultimately set you up for success. And like the caveat is like, yeah, you get a good attitude out of it. Why not do it? Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would recommend any parents out there. Like I'm a parent guys. I have three children, you know, Maggie baby is nine, Joseph's six and Natalie's four. Wow. And my babies, I tell them anything's possible. So always use that to your advantage. You can accomplish anything you set your mind to. There are no limits to what you can do. And Telling children this makes them believe in their abilities. And all of a sudden, all these time frames of society that's imposed upon people vanishes. Do you know Maggie, Maggie, when she was eight years old this past year, Maggie went and bought yarn. She taught herself how to make scarves. She then builds scarves one evening, goes to the winery, and Maggie walked out with $600. That's like my favorite story. Right. In selling <laughs> scarves. And she's eight. Right. She was, I'm buying candy. I go, love, oh my gosh, you don't know how much money you have right now. But I mean, and there it is where anything's possible. And here's Maggie overachieving to the point where she doesn't even realize how big an achievement she had. Why? Because she's told anything's possible. You can accomplish anything you set your mind to. Just set out and do it. And she did. Mm. And this is the trouble that we have growing up. A lot of times we have people in our lives that don't tell us that. And who you are is who you've accepted to be true about you. Someone said it, you believe it, and so you act upon it. We act based upon who we believe we are, just like that. You're going to talk, walk, and act like the person you think you are. So if you believe you're someone different, you will act like a different person. So therefore, the world is our mirror everywhere we look. It's just reflecting ourselves back to ourselves, right? So this all roots from my, my mom. You know, I, I, mean, I, I think I've revealed it before, but when I was in 10th grade, because of my mom's influence, I was making $70,000 a year in 10th grade in high school. And the reason is because my mom told me, well, of course, why wouldn't you do this? Absolutely. Go to Lancaster, Pennsylvania, work, work in the resort sales, do be, be a straight commission person. You can do it. Just learn 
and communication and how to sell things and away you go. And just like that, I did. Why? Because she believed in me first. Sometimes, mm. sometimes you gotta, you, you borrow someone's belief. I was going to say, you need that little, you believe in yourself, but right. Hey, right. If, if you know someone else is believing on, believing in you, right. there's like a weird sense of accountability because it's like, ah, then I don't, well, don't want to let that person down. Yep. So even if I let myself down, I don't want to let that person yep. down and I'm going to continue to show up and do what I got to do yep. every single day. Yep. We call it giving them a good name to live up to. Mm. Mom gave me a good name to live up to. She says, you, I believe in you. What am I going to do? Be like, ah, I couldn't do it, mom. Of course not. You know what I mean? Right. That's like a disappointing right. thing. And then, but then there's times I remember I come, I come back and I would have no sales, nothing. My mom would just shrug it off. She was, oh, that's, that's normal. You always pass through failure on the way to success. That's normal. That's okay. So that's basically, you know, John Maxwell goes, count your lessons, not the failures. And there it is. Yeah. You know, great stuff. But I mean, an attitude, we have a choice, not just every day to choose our attitude, but every moment, every moment we have the choice. Whenever something challenges come up against us, we should train our brain to go, this is good. Where's the opportunity here? Yeah. This is great. Because without problems, no one would have any job to do. Think about it. Everyone's in the, in the, in the, in, in, at work because of a problem. And most people, they come in and they got a big pile of paperwork and they go, oh, I can't believe this. Look at all the work I got to do. They should go, oh my gosh, this is so good. Look at the, look at the need that, that I, I mean, uh, for me. Look, th this is how needed I am, this st stack of paperwork. Because there was no stack, you're not needed and there's no job left. Yeah, that's the perspective that can give you a good attitude. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Where you just you go, wow, I'm so glad that I'm in such demand. Right. Attitude. It's our choice every moment, every day. Very cool. Thank you, man. Thanks, Ralph.